0: Welcome to Work Injury Prevention of Fit for Work podcast, where we bring the power of prevention to you. I'm Mike Wobshaw, Director of Marketing at Fit for Work. Please be joined today by Josh Morris, the CEO of DQS, a very busy man, especially this time of year. So Josh, with the hustle and bustle of the holidays and Christmas, uh, along with your typically busy schedule, certainly appreciate you carving some time out for us here on the podcast.
1: No, thank, thank you for, uh, for having us.
0: You bet. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know, I was, uh, I encourage people to go to your, your website, Josh, here as they're, um, as they're listening to us or, or maybe afterwards it's DQSTAFF.com. So it's DQSTAFF.com. Um, because first of all, vi- from a visual standpoint, the content standpoint, you guys got a, got a kick-ass website. Well done on that, by the way. Um, yeah. Uh, but you have um, sort of a really cool way of sort of stating your mission. And then some of the the folks on your leadership team or, or founders team have uh, have bios there. Um, so I encourage people to go and check that out and, and learn more about your company and sort of about your vision, because it's not sort of it's not it's not straightforward what you would see from a quote unquote staffing company. So. Um, I'd like you to talk a little bit about about your mission and how maybe your personal mission and the mission of of your company sort of overlap.
1: yeah, I think uh, I think kind of backtracking a little bit what what made me start a staffing company is as a I ran an automotive plant for many years and mm-hmm. and I saw the challenges and the weaknesses in the staffing industry, at least the folks that would come and quote our business and look at our business. And and a lot of that was there was no there was no focus or emphasis put on on helping employees get to the next level. And then when you when you visited the staffing companies at their offices, it seemed very mundane, uh, just busy work. Uh, wasn't fun. No one seemed excited to be there, right? And so I knew when I started the company that our mission was to help people. Right? I grew up in a in a very poor area and, and had a lot of challenges trying to get to this point and uh, being able to knock those challenges down and create uh, a safe place for people to come to work and, and also make it a fun place. I mean, that was, that was really our goal uh, when we set out. And I, and I think we've accomplished that when you, when you walk through our offices uh, I think laughter is what you probably hear the most. Um, yeah, It makes it fun to come to work. And then at the same time, the, the folks that were, Replacing in jobs, there's always a focus on what is the long term uh, for that employee, right? What what is the overall goal um, for that employee, and if if it's simply, hey, just do this job, that's great, right? We're here to help, but we always try to focus in with our customers on on getting that employee hired, getting them. Moving up throughout the company, watching them become supervisors and and hopefully eventually managers, and and that's really our goal, I think, in a lot of a lot of situations. And so it's really helping to guide that employee to the next step. Yep,
0: that that's exactly where my mind went, Josh, when I was learning about your company and learning about you. And there there's commonality commonality there with fit for work. I mean. You know, Fit for Work is a company that essentially Fit for Work is trying to create a, a safe, healthy, and productive place for employees to work so that employees are productive, employees are fulfilled, and so that companies are productive. And so you can do that, Fit for Work can do that at a variety of different companies places all different sizes all different industries all different types of work all um, you know it, it can be in an office environment and you think about ergonomics it can be a, a factory it can be um, warehousing it can be a foundry right so and and I think some of the values that you're talking about, you would say the same about your your staffing company like you no one's going to pigeonhole your staffing company in a certain industry only because that those aren't the values to which you guys aspire so i see some commonality there
1: yeah for sure i think i made sure when we when we set up the company that that we really focused on being a solutions provider and, and and you'll hear staffing companies say that but the proof is in the pudding right that we do Security, janitorial, industrial janitorial. We do warehousing. I mean, I had a customer call me uh, at the onset of the big three strike, and we put up a warehouse for them in six hours. Wow. And so when you when you really say that, hey, we're a solutions provider, we we mean that. And so we've set up different businesses within our within DQS that that really operate as their own entity. Um, our security group operates as its own entity. Our janitorial, our, our warehousing group, and then you have our staffing side. And, and by having each group sort of have that entrepreneurial spirit, they're they're kind of run in their own way. It really allows the group to hone in on their processes, to hone in on safety for employees, um, and then also to carry the core mission to keep the to keep the business fun, to keep it lighthearted, to. And to really help the employees grow in, in what it is that they're doing and, and what is what is it that they want to accomplish next. Because that's a question I ask employees all the time. Like, what, what do you want to be next after this? And wherever that is, I keep notes of those. And, and I, we always try to make an emphasis on helping that employee get to that level.
0: Yep. And I'd be curious to know from your just your personal background, your you're the ceo of a company right now which is a position that most people in their working lifetime won't achieve so the your mindset though is not one that will look above um, folks who are working on on the factory floor or, or in the foundry. So how are, how are you grounded in that approach as a CEO to have uh, the vision uh, and, and the purpose that you do for a, an entire staff?
1: I think number one is how I was raised, right? Uh, I have very hardworking parents and, uh, and starting out of my career, uh, they may be working the plant. And so while I was going to college, I, I worked in a factory. I worked on a line. Uh, I understood, you know, what it took, right? And 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 a lot of things. I think a lot of times, folks don't understand that there's working in a plant. There's a physical drain, but there's also a mental drain, right? Because you have the challenges at home from not making enough money, right? And then you also have that physicality that is required inside a plant, and and so just. You know, becoming a CEO of the company—I uh, don't. You know, sometimes you look at it and you're like, "Are you the right CEO for the company?" Right? And I think anybody um, who really has a grasp on their company may ask themselves that. Um, you know, from time to time. But it's really just about being there for people. And, and you know, I was taught early on, right? We put our pants on the same way, yeah, uh, every day, no matter what position you're in. So, you know, whether I'm the janitor or whether I'm the CEO, that part. Is irrelevant that's just a title um what it matters what matters the most is how you treat people and how you come across to people and whether that's our customers whether that's a temporary associate whether that's a salaried employee uh, internally and and as long as you treat them in the same manner right the same way you want to be treated you're always going going to get great results right you catch more bees with honey and and i believe strongly in that and so um, you know, it's just about being there for people and developing relationships because you never know, right? That person yep. who's working on a shop floor one day may be the manager of that shop, and may be the person that I'm I'm going in and trying to sell my services to, right? So, treat everybody with respect and dignity, and and you you you'll go far.
0: Yeah, you know, I I think a way I like to sort of describe a, a lot of a lot of things that require managing is there's a there's an an art there's a science component to it and there's an art component to it so if i look at the relationship that fit for work would have with a a client as an example there is a component of the relationship where fit for work is is trying to help a company's bottom line right be more productive save on uh injuries and associated costs that's a very cut and dry black and white that's a very bottom line oriented sort of description of what the relationship is like but there's a whole another side to the the relationship fit for work has with a client and that's the art side of it where it's providers being on site interacting with employees having a relationship with those employees hey how's it going how's the family it's not just hey uh with this sort of lift make sure you do this technique instead of that and then you move on to the next one it's how's the family how was the baseball game last week so that that's the art side of it do you i'm in listening to you i can i know the answer to this question but maybe you can expand on it a little bit more just that balance of the art and the science of a job especially when you're working with people
1: yeah and i mean i think you're spot on right that they're there definitely is a science part, right? I mean, we're designed to help our customers, um, you know, solve a problem, right? And whether that problem is hiring talent and retaining talent or whether that problem is putting up warehouses or securing said warehouses, we're there to solve that problem. So on the science side, that that's one thing. But staffing, is, you know, anytime you have a, a humanistic business that's focused on humans is relationships, right? Our relationships are everything. And how we built our company so quickly, right? In three years, we're, you know, almost 3,000 employees. Uh, that is all about relationships. And how do you sustain them long-term? And if you're in it for the wrong reasons, um, you're not going to sustain them, right? We never started the business to to get rich. I mean, that was never the thought process. The thought process has always been to focus on, on people and whether that, that person doesn't want to work with us or not, it doesn't matter, right? You, you're, you're there to, to, to focus in on that. So you're there to to, to really be a sounding board for, for the folks that you're putting out there, right? Um, you know, a lot of times the staffing companies kind of forget about the temps that they're putting to work, right? Um, yeah. I mean, we don't. I mean, we focus in on them. We under, We know their stories we know their families. um, We understand their challenges and and what it is that they're trying to accomplish in in life as a whole. And uh, whether it's on the DQS side or whether we have a nonprofit called Foundation for Pops, and that's really focused on uh, knocking down the barriers of homelessness and and, and, uh, poverty and, and to really help folks get to that next level of life. And so, uh D- dqs uh, i mean we we probably donate a, roughly 20 percent of our, our net profit to the nonprofit uh, that really helps their funding and helps them you know continue that core mission that core values that we're trying to obtain
0: very cool and i, I read too that that foundation you mentioned foundation for pops that's after your your grandfather correct
1: yeah correct yeah he served in a, a vietnam and um uh, during that time, it was a uh, very challenging for a lot of folks coming home uh, and even being there, right? The, you know, and and uh, during that time, he got injured, he became an addict, um, and so when he got home, he really struggled getting his bearings and and, and ended up homeless and and kind of just bounced around and uh, and everyone called him Pops because he would collect pop bottles and uh, okay, you know, and so that that's how he got his nickname, but. You know, it's even that mentality today, right? When I when I see someone struggling, right? That could have been my grandpa, you know? And so uh, we keep that mindset uh, at all times throughout our company. And so when we first started the company, the first thing we did was create a closet. And we called it Pop's Closet. And basically, it was a closet on site where you can come in and get work boots, feminine products, uh, non-perishable food items, clothing for interviews, there's no judgment, there's no, right? We just show our employees where it is and they can come in at any point in time and help themselves. And we're always replenishing the, that closet. And But throughout time, what we realized is that there were so many other barriers that we needed to uh, tackle. Uh, so ultimately, that understanding that there was barriers that existed outside of the closet, um, that's really led us to create the 501C3 Foundation for Pops. Um, and really we just wanted to focus on how many of those barriers could we help eliminate and so we were able to partner with other nonprofits to help on housing and uh, to, we have uh, a ton tons of buses and vans and and so we're really able to help employees get to and from their their particular job assignment um, and then we help get their address and their license right a lot, a lot of times people don't understand that. You know, when they say, hey, the homeless guy should just go get a job, right? Um, right. The fact is, they, they can't. Uh, many of them don't possess a state ID. So that's a requirement of, of getting a job. And so being able to help them have an address that they can put on an application for an ID and, uh, and really help them, you know, just knock down those little barriers that it, then it really does help them get back to work. And then as they get to work, how do you keep them working? Right. And that's really where our foundation does a fantastic job of really helping them um, from counseling to, to financial management um, to keep them from reverting back. Right. Because that is another challenge that we see with, uh, with, you know, poverty stricken areas uh, where folks that get out of homelessness or they'll conquer that, or they'll, They'll get a little money in their pocket. And the next thing you know, we're reverting back. So how do we keep them where they are and keep them moving towards the goals that they set out for themselves?
0: Yep. that that That's a very cool part of, of your company, Josh. Do you guys have an annual event or uh, annual fundraiser at all?
1: Yeah. So we have a, a golf outing. This will be our first one this year. Um, okay and so we're excited for that i believe that's coming sometime in july of uh, 24 and so we're super excited because you know there's only so much that we can do as a company while we we give a large portion of our profit back to the foundation there's only still so much that we can do as a company and so really using the partnerships that we created uh, with our customer base and and with other staffing folks uh in the industry um you know it all helps to support the, the core mission
0: Yeah, very cool. All right. We have more to come in in the conversation here with Josh, uh, and we'll do so after the break. There's a a particular question I had in mind that I was excited to uh, ask him and get his thoughts on. So we're going to get to that right after this commercial break. But first, a little bit more about how fit for work can help your company. As always, thank you so much for listening to our interview today and sorry for the interruption, but I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about ergonomics. Proper ergonomics isn't just a one and done task you can pay attention to for a day and then check off your to-do list. It's not enough to have an expert on site to point out glaring issues and then leave you to deal with them on your own. Tasks change, new hires come on board, and the industry and your processes both evolve over time. Your ergonomic strategy needs to as well. Fit for Work's subscription-based ergonomics delivers this ongoing support to businesses throughout the country. Check out our website, wellworkforce.com, and click on the Connect With Us
1: button to learn more.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast. Mike Wabshaw here, the Director of Marketing at Fit for Work, and your host, joined today by Josh Morris, the CEO of DQS. Josh and I were discussing earlier... In the episode, sort of the commonalities between DQS, a staffing company, and and Fit for Work, uh, who you are all familiar with, of course, and and that is the desire to maximize potential for people uh, and to be good stewards of the bottom line in the relationship, uh, the cut and dry, the black and white part of the relationship, the science part of the relationship with the client that we that uh, we termed it, but then also the art part of that where you're caring for people, putting people first, um, trying to get them in the right position, trying to keep them safe and uh, enhancing their development and, and promoting their growth. And so there's commonality there between DQS and Fit for Work, and it was fun to discuss that with Josh. But Josh, I wanted to ask you this as well, because I believe there's another uh, area of commonality between our two companies uh, that we're seeing and that we would have commentary on. And that is, you know, change is constant. The fact that something or many things are changing is not novel or new. That's always going to be the case. It always has. It always will. But I'm wondering if you feel from, from your seat, from DQS's seat, If in the last, I'll call it three years, uh, maybe it's been two or two and a half, maybe it's three and a half or four, but I put COVID sort sort of right in the middle of it, so maybe a little bit before COVID and then continuing now. We are totally seeing a shift and change in work in America, like the nature of work that's done, the workers who are doing it, and the work sites or workplaces where they are doing that work whether it's in a factory or a foundry or a steel mill or might be inside the comfy confines of their own home. We're seeing significant changes in those three areas. And it's affected business and the way business is done and the way Fit for Work goes about its business. Have you guys, have you noticed uh, a significant change sort of in the labor force and in labor in America in the last two or three years? Yeah, I, I mean, starting the company a
1: little over three years ago, right? Uh, we started during kind of right in the middle of the pandemic. And uh, mm-hmm. and so we, we were kind of at the forefront of those changes and really watching them kind of transpire. And, you know, we kind of start with the employee, right? Because I think that that's important. The The market has shifted to more of an employee driven market, right? So They're not looking for places where there's a dictatorship or there's an iron fist that's leading the company they're looking for servant leaders leaders that will help them grow in their career leaders that they can look at and say that's my friend i want to see them be successful because they want to see me be successful Um, leaders that understand that you know the we have working moms and dads right and and they have responsibilities outside of the office. And so sometimes work doesn't have to be nine to five, right? Sometimes work is 11 o'clock at night, right? When they put their kids down to bed at, at, at nine 30, now they're on the computer, you know, handling spreadsheets. Certainly. Yep. and, And when you understand that, I mean, that really helps guide your staff and really having that open door with your staff and saying like, Hey, we get it. Right. I'm a working father. And so I understand the challenges that you have in front of you. And just because I'm the CEO doesn't mean I get to go watch my daughter's dance recital while you work. Uh, It it very much means that, you know, we have a policy here that you're not allowed to miss your children's activities. It is 100% not allowed. Right. So, you know, when you run a company in that sense with that servant mentality that I'm here to serve the people that work here or the customers that visit, DQS or that use DQS as services or, or the folks in our, our foundation, I am here to serve them. And when you have that mentality, that helps there. And then when you get into the workplace, I mean, work is evolving, um, as, as it should, right. Uh, um, work is, you know, what's the, what's the difference if I'm sitting in my office at home or I'm sitting in my in my office at the office, right. Um, right. You know, I'm able to get, I'm able to be connected at all times. And, and sometimes I, I think when I was working from home during COVID, I think I worked harder to, during, during COVID than I actually did in the office. Yeah, a lot right. of
0: people I, feel that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you, you, you just noticed that my days were longer because, you know, there was no sense of, uh, uh of having that break. Right. I mean, many people don't want to bother you when you're at home at six o'clock at night, but when during COVID it was, hey, we're, we're, I'm at home at six o'clock at night working, so therefore you must be at home working. Right. And, and so that was the mentality. And uh, and so it, it is fun to watch to some degree, but it also requires that you have the mindset that you're you're foreseeing kind of how you can help balance some of the, the downside to all of this, right? Um, I think we're seeing uh, a generation that, you know, there is a struggle with, with work ethic at least that's how it's perceived right but the reality is it's not These, these the workers are the same it's just their wants and needs that they have are very different they're not motivated by the same things that older generations were motivated by right because the reality is homes are unaffordable to this generation that is coming up right so so their motivation is just a little bit different and so you know that's where we use a lot of ai and automation in our recruiting process we try to make the recruiting process fun we developed a, a cool phone app that you swipe right on a job that you like and confetti rains from the sky and you're able yeah. to talk directly to a recruiter and we just wanted to make it fun and light because the you know looking for a job is difficult it's challenging and it's it's kind of a pain, right? Um, at least the, the times that I've had to look for work, it was a pain. I, I didn't like that process. And so how can we make it fun? How can we make it more enjoyable to where it, it doesn't seem overwhelming or fearful? And I, and, and I think we've done a good job at that. We've made it uh, very lighthearted in that sense.
0: Yeah, and also you're, you're helping people achieve a, a good end result and get a, a good match. And so even if that process was challenging or arduous, if the result is, if the outcome is good, that sort of makes it worth it. It's, it's you look back on it then, maybe with a little bit more positive recollection than you otherwise might would have. So I think that's another that's a, another component to to sort of what you do as well. Um, all right, so last question for me here, Josh, our last discussion point, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, I think part of the change that is being noticed um, in the workers is a bit more or a significant, uh, maybe it's it's more significant than a bit more, but an increased sense of um, uh, need and desire for safety, comfortability and belonging at work uh, in, in today's workforce. And I say that not critically, I say that as strictly an observation. And to sort of paint a, a compare contrast picture the, to contrast, I think there was a time where the American workforce was more resigned to this is my eight to five. I go in, I punch the clock, I come out, and they were just resigned to that being the reality. I think there's more of a, a conscious consciousness now with people in the workforce of, no this is uh, I'm dedicating a significant part of my life to my craft and to my job. I need to be, Safe here. I need to be productive here. I need to be welcomed here. Have you? Do you believe that that's the case? Is that how you would characterize the workforce now compared to how it was?
1: Absolutely, and I think I think it's a good thing, right? I I think folks are coming in now with much more of an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, You know, we and and companies are focusing in on DEI, which is which is great, right? We focus in on DEI, but. Having a focus on DEI is one thing, but actually doing it is another, you know, including folks and, and caring about their well-being and their mental health, not being judgmental, right? Like these things are, are huge. And, and and then also providing a safe work environment. No one wants to come to work and feel like, hey, I'm going to get injured today or, or hey, I'm going to, you know, this place isn't, you know, caring about me enough to protect my well-being. Um you know, that's one thing that we strive on, right, is employee health and uh, mental health and well-being, uh, having a diverse workforce, right? Uh, we have a diverse team on our mm. leadership team, and uh, uh, continuing to, to develop that farther. I mean, folks come from all different backgrounds, and, and and really just making sure that there's representatives of each race and culture and, and um, you know, sexual orientation on on our leadership team, right? Because I don't want someone who thinks the same way as me all the time. And our employees don't want that either yep. um, because they don't always think the same way. Right. So we, we want to make sure that we're always representing them to some degree. So we have a lot of committees within inside our company and, and folks from all walks of life kind of serve on these committees. And uh, we, we have uh, salaried staff and we have temporary associates. And one of those committees is our safety team and they look at job safety across our customers and how can we help them be better with their with their safety programs and then internal what can we do to to promote employee well-being and mental health throughout our company
0: you can hire fit for work to help you out <laughs> right love it love it <laughs> yeah but you know can um you know, seriously though, that that is where I see the commonality, Josh, between fit for work and DQS is the recognition of this increased conscientiousness about your place at work and how you should feel. Do you do you sort of see that commonality too?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, doing my research before I came on, I definitely saw that. I think as did you. I mean, there's you're in it for the right reasons. I feel like and and that's why we're in it, right? It's all about making people better and uh, helping people solve the problems that they have in front of them. And and whether that's problem is a labor shortage or whether that problem is, is finding a home, right? We wanna be there to help our, our 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 customers and our clients and our employees just be better and have a better life and the life that they want to have.
0: Yep, exactly right, very well said. Well, Josh, I certainly appreciate your time. This, um, you know, we're recording here amidst the the holiday Christmas season, and and this will drop in in January, and folks will listen to it. So by that time, I, I hope you and yours and everyone listening um, had had a great holidays, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again down the line, um, given the the sort of common ground that that Fit for Work and DQS has. So hopefully, we can do this again sometime.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having us. We truly appreciate it. Have a great holiday.
0: Thank you, Josh. And thank you all for listening to Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast. Please like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, to learn more about Fit for Work and our services, visit our website, wellworkforce.com. And remember, prevention improves lives.